Okay, here we go. The Pan Am Magazine Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Pan Am Magazine Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. Welcome to the Pan Am Magazine Show. Taped live in front of a Susu-Sudio audience. It's episode 67 of the explosive, dynamic Planet Mikey podcast with Billy the Kid Smith, <laughs> Gentle Ben Kitchen, and tonight's special Planet Mikey guest, the vixen of Mixon, the princess of purple, the maven of raven, the goddess of immodest, the forever image of the now defunct only station that really rocked, Mistress Carrie. I'm Peter Puller, staff announcer, and you can tell Carrie I've got a job for her. <laughs> and here's Mikey. When are we going to lose that asshole announcer? I don't know. Where is, he, is he broadcasting from, like, a remote studio or something? He's overpaid, and I, I read on the bathroom wall he's a diddler. Oh, no. God. P- Peter Puller. Hi, Carrie. Hi. Mistress Carrie in the house. He didn't put anything in my drink, did he? Maybe. Great. Yep. He put his p- Jello pudding pop in there. Oh, boy. <laughs> and so it begins. Oh, yeah. Now, you, you're a veteran of many years of sexual harassment. I, I know, am. I know because I was there for By most of you. It. <laughs> what are your thoughts of, real quickly, on uh, the sexual harassment of uh, Retirement of uh, what's his name on Hardball, uh, Chris uh, Chris Matthews. Matthews. Chris Matthews. Oh. Yeah. He, I thought he sucked anyway. No, I'm not worried about someone else not having a job. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> <laughs> can I just worry true. about me for a while? I'm sure Chris yeah. Matthews will be just fine. Yeah, but you know, you you, you know, you'll get. By the way, doesn't by the guys? Yeah. Doesn't she look beautiful? Oh, yes, fantastic. No, it's true. It's like there's a, the burden of the world has been lifted off her, and she's be, like she and looks like she's 21 exactly. years old. Exactly. What again. was the first thing I said when she walked in the door? She looks beautiful. It, well, that's the second thing you said. You would have thought that I knew well, I was coming here, but I went to see my hairdresser, Linda. Yeah. And Linda. then, and she then purpled you, you up. She purpled me up, and then you guys called, and you're like, what are you doing? And I was like, <laughs> I'm sitting at the hair salon right now, but what do you need me to do? I said, could you do us a favor? Mike Shue, your favorite oh, that's uh, right, Mike your buddy, oh. uh, you know, who also departed the great uh, WAAF legendary station, yep. uh, was supposed to be on tonight. Yeah. And he... Uh, what did he do? He, he hurt his leggy. He, he tore his calf muscle. <laughs> he hurt his leggy, waggy, whoa, whoa. Oh, man. He tore his calf muscle. Yeah. Like, like he like needs he, one more thing to go wrong right now. Like he has a calf muscle. That's what he said. Right? I think. Actually, Mike Shue has mighty calves. He Does has he? nice yeah, legs. He's yeah. Got, he's, well, he's those got, weird jacked calves. Yeah, he's humongous. So yeah. maybe he just needed to decaf before oh. he came in. <laughs> exactly. cut, the, cut the thing off. Be ballsy about this, Shue. By the way, Shoe, I, I got to say, you know, and I like, we all like Mike Shoe. Mike Shoe. Well, well some of us do. There's one what's year with the doesn't. I love him. <laughs> uh, I do, too. What, what's with the spelling of his name, though? Uh, is, shouldn't it be S-H-U, not, S- not H-S-U? I'm pretty sure his last name is older than everything in the United States. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? So, yeah. Even older Bill? Than, older than Betty White? <laughs> Even Bill. Yes. Son of a bitch. No, but Shoe, <laughs> if it was S-H-U, I'd say, oh, Mike Shoe. Yeah. I see S. H-S-U, and I go, Hathu? Who has the name Hathu? It's Shu. Or maybe he would just change and Americanize it and make it S-H-O-E. Yeah, because my Sicilian last name doesn't have any vowels that have out of place at all. 
Been to rent my scalp. That's coochie. Maybe you can bring him in on episode 69 and well, ask him why. I'm so bummed I'm not here for episode 69. Well, you could come back. Come back in yeah, three God, weeks. I'm come back. so bummed. By the way, we'll be hanging upside down when I'm you get sure here. I'm sure you will. Right. Be. Australian style. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike Shue. Now, does anyone ever make fun of, of the of the name, just having the name Shue? Like, does anyone say? Oh, I remember somebody didn't he beat the shit out of him. Like, you know, when you're what you're doing right now. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I mean, see, because the, the the name Shoe is laced with opportunity f- for for punisms. You know, I, oh, I feel like a heel doing this when he's not here. Oh. Oh. Carrie, give it a minute. But, Let him work himself out. No, seriously. I'm but, so sorry, Mike. Um, I am not part of any of this. What What else do you feel about Mike Shoe? I'm just no, I'm just trying to boot up this conversation and to <laughs> oh, just be God. in step with oh, the rest of the. God. Yeah, just be patient. Okay. What so, else? but anyway, Mike Shu bagged us basically, and uh, you know we're so, well. We'll get him back on because we all do like Mike Shu. Because why? We have a lot in common with Mike Shu. We do. Yes. Oh. None of us have jobs. Oh. <laughs> and, oh, the other, and you all love pot. We right? all smoke <laughs> pot. Sure. Well, That's you know true. we're reputed to to be pot smoke. Does Mike like Chardonnay? I don't know, but this Chardonnay is so buttery and delicious. Isn't that? That's Kendall Jackson Reserve. Mm, what are we fun. fucking Only doing ads stuff. for Kendall Jackson now? No, yeah, what's I, up I, with I, that? we had a special guest coming, so I thought I'd you know, well, break out the be, good stuff. And because Carrie's here and she made it and helped us out of a jam yes. caused by Mike Shue. That bastard. Uh, we have special guests, I mean, guest gift guests. <laughs> You're unpacking these gifts out of a CVS bag. Our, our I'm, program. I'm very nervous. <laughs> is that a banned plastic bag? <laughs> Yeah, I, you should see me at the CVS. Did I, you pay I, ten cents for that bag? Real loud, I said, "Hey, what's the largest size rubbish you got here?" <laughs> and oh the nun God. almost passed out. Oh, she yeah. was like, you know, buying her juicy fruit. <laughs> uh, we're sponsored by Joe Fish Restaurants in North Reading and North Andover. Now I figured, now that you don't have a job, at least for a couple weeks, you could eat there. That's fantastic. You could have this is fifty dollar gift certificate. This is fifty, so you can even take like someone that you like, like Mike Shue, right, and I, eat with him there. I thank you. Hey, a, I had a great steak at the Loft. It was fantastic. Well, try the uh, three pound lobster. That's the one. They're, oh, they're like they got those nice strong snappers. They come at you like this. <laughs> really? Just yeah, like that? Like, just like castanets. Mm-hmm. And then they walk sideways away from you going, hello there. That's an episode of The Little Mermaid that has gone completely off the rails. <laughs> That's right. Kiss the girl. I would say I banged oh, her, nice. except that she doesn't, mermaids can't, you can't bang her. How do you know? Well, How do what, they make like, other mermaids? They don't. It was God makes mermaids. You can't, oh. you can't, mm. you like can't bang a mermaid. Oh. They don't have any, you know place to that you know of park the car in a garage <laughs> gills or something and just where's right. the wine and okay. here's your second gift okay <laughs> by the way ben if you could do me a favor <laughs> yes this is, a, this is for you this is a pickle oh you got me a pickle yeah yeah oh, man, was this my shoes pickle that i'm getting secondhand no no, no. did you get this pickle just for me did you buy I that hope, for i hope not inspect it see if there's any uh i think that's one of the finest no. bagged pickles you've ever i think seen you should here. describe that to our listeners it at says home. contents one pickle. <laughs> it looks like a Capri Sun with a pickle in it. Pretty much. But it's made in the USA. There you go. Yes. No refrigeration that needed. there's an American pickle. <laughs> it's not just a dill. It's a Van Holten hearty dill pickle. Oh, there well, you, you go. You, you already have a dill at home you probably, don't you? Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> See, we go first class for the, uh, the special. Nothing but wow. Now, let's first. This is the nicest pickle anyone's ever given me. Well, there you go. That's nice. That's, that's a compliment. Saying first much. time anyone said that you, about Mikey. You're still very young, though. So. <laughs> Serving size, one. <laughs> 
That's a, see, what, servings what, per container about five. About five. I have to share this friggin' pickle with four other people. Well, no, you can yeah. eat the whole thing. Yourself. I can take it all myself. Yeah, you Thank can. you guys. You can I do appreciate it. that. Right. It was well. It was made in, in, in Asia. So no, it was made in the USA. In America. It's an American right there. Pickle. Come no, on, Mike. Uh, wait a minute. Hold on. They, well, they made the bag Maybe in the, the USA. Bag. The pickle. <laughs> I, you don't know. Where we don't is. know where this pickle came from. No, Carrie. Yes. Damn it. Here's the thing. I know you've been through a rough couple of weeks here. The gig. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm gonna take did, a drink. Yeah. I, I'm gonna just recall when I first met you. Okay, just for a second, because yeah. that that was kind of cool. I was at Intercom. I was also at Intercom over 20 years. Yeah, that's how I got harassed by you sexually every day for years. <laughs> I was just all I did was really kind of just rub up against you a little bit. Yeah, that's in a suggestive manner, may or may not have. Well, forget it. Everybody was talking about okay. it. Okay, but. <laughs> But I predicated each of those uh, uh, fanciful moves yes. by telling you, I'm going to rub up against you now. Yeah. <laughs> and then give you a chance to get off the cell phone and take right. videos. It was very Louis C.K. of you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I appreciate no, that. No, seriously, though, she's one of my favorite people in the whole world, this lady right here. And yeah. you, when I first met you, you were like, that was about 1998 or 9. And you, ju- you were doing nights. Yeah, you just started on the air in 98, yeah. Yeah. And and I, I went to a thing, and I saw you, and I said, this Woman poured herself into a plastic dress. Oh, the the black vinyl gown knocked I out remember. the entire gathering. Uh, but the the nice I, I didn't know you were a really nice person until I'm out in front of the place wherever the party was, and uh, I'm standing there. I was waiting for like a cab or something. It was raining, and Mistress Carrie pulls up. And back then, you know, you were driving like I don't know a Ford Escort or something, little cute little stick shift. Uh, she pulled up in front, and said, "Do you want to ride?" Said that, first of all, that's the time, for only time a woman's ever said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, uh, yes, I do want a ride. She gave me a ride home. I thought, that girl is not just hot in her plastic dress, but really nice. Yeah. So from then on, I loved you. Well, now you ruined my reputation by telling everybody I'm nice. Well, you are, though. Jesus. You're nice. You know, I mean, you can, uh, you know, obviously you can fire it up if you need to be. Yeah. And be a Oh, sh- I can flip the bitch switch like nobody's business. <laughs> yeah. But you yeah. never did that with me, and I no. appreciate that. Um, so after all those years at, at WAF, legendary people going through that station, mm. long history. Everybody loved the station, was devoted to it, as you were for yeah, your entire 29 career. 29 years I was there. Um, what are you going to do, and how how you feeling is more important. I, I mean, it's been two weeks today since we found out, and I'm still immeasurably sad. And I've told people it's not even that I don't have a job anymore, which sucks. And it's the first time in my entire adult life that that's been the case. But what hurts more is that the station that I grew up listening to in junior high and high school, the station that shaped my love of rock music that is tied to so many, you know, parties in high school, out in the woods and bonfires. It was the soundtrack to my adolescence. And that's why getting to work there, you know, when I was in college was like, oh, my God, you work at AAF. Even when I was just getting everybody's coffee, it was such a huge deal. Right. And to have spent 29 years championing that brand and wearing those call letters really meant something. And the fact that that is gone hurts more than the fact that I don't have a job anymore, is yeah. that that station, when I get in my car and put the radio on, isn't there. And so it's like, if you spent your entire life building a castle, and then you didn't get to live in it anymore, at least you could still go, see that thing? Drive by it. I built that thing right. and have it stand the test of time and to know that you were a part of it being there. But somebody bulldozed my castle and paved over it and made a parking lot out of it. Mm-hmm. And now it's like I can't even drive by it and admire it and say I played a part in that. It's like 
my whole history is gone. Well, and you know what? Other stations have gone that way, and people people do remember the people and the station. That's they the do. Thing. And it's the, going to be permanent to your we've, character built yeah, on Yeah, we've station. heard from a lot of people, and they're just like, you know what? You know, the, the memories that we have, and like, we'll never forget how generous the station was with its time and, and how generous the listeners were when people were in trouble and they needed help and all of the good times and the great parties and all the crazy shit we did, all of that stuff is always there. Yeah. But it's just that, you know, we were really proud to this year be in the middle of celebrating our 50th anniversary. Sure. And you wanted to, I almost hope that it played through so you got to at least 50 on that. But you know what? That's part of what's now going to be the folklore of WAAF. Yeah. I mean, I, I broke my... I, I busted my uh, album Rock Cherry at WCCC Hartford, yeah. where Howard Stern got his start. In fact, I replaced him, and that was a legendary Hartford. And album. the same fate with those guys. They got they bought by religion. the same company. Same thing. They, yeah. they, 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 they seem to I like when taking I was there, rock though. stations off the air. Yeah. That seems to be something that... But I didn't have to go through it when I was a, a job yeah, there. It's and awful. I, a similar thing, though, happened at Hartford. WPOP, the AM station, played top 40... Booming, very successful Hartford stage. They went all news, and every jock was like, oh, okay, we're gone. All of us, the whole That's staff. That's what they did to RKO. It, it, it's like part of you has been ripped out. You know, you, yeah. you, it, it, you... It's physically like when I wake up in the morning, you know, your alarm clock goes off, and, you know, the first thing is like, okay, what time is it? I got to get in the shower, and then it hits me. You know, it, like it takes five seconds for me to remember, like, oh, shit, oh, yeah. it's gone. Yeah. It's like a death. You know, the It one really thing, is a death, <clears> I'm telling you. I think ownership and management, there's, there's the business side of it. If it's a good business decision, then it just is. But I think what management and ownership forgets, because they've never done it themselves, so they're not familiar with the dynamic of working at a radio station when you, and you're behind the microphone. You become that radio station. Yeah. You're the business end of it all. It's part of your soul. So while yeah. you're performing all of this stuff and having a ball doing it, you're delivering stuff to people who are digging it like like you're playing it. So the radio station becomes a part of you big yeah. time. And then when it's suddenly gone, it's gone for the people who worked it and also for <clears throat> for the legion of listeners. Yeah, the audience that is it was hurting a part too. Of all those years. Yeah. yeah. Hey, do you hear a little buzzing? No, oh, I thought I just had tinnitus. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm hearing it too. I thought I left my uh, beard trimmer on in my pocket. I was, what's go- Do you hear it? Is that me? Let me listen. No, I just okay. It doesn't matter. I, uh, <laughs> they, I'm, I'm the audience need... won't be able to hear it. That's it's funny. just you and me. Those bastards. We're just so I want to run so, yeah, some names. So it by... just it just sucks. But I'm doing okay. And and you know what? For the listeners that are listening, like. We're mourning just as much as you guys are, and thank you so much for all of the tweets and the Facebook comments and it's the Instagram. Huge co- for I you. mean, people—it's been overwhelming. Yeah, the outpouring of love and support, and, and we love you guys. And I don't know what I'm doing yet. I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> now, can we talk about your boobs? No, sure. no I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everybody always wants to talk about it. You know what? They're, they held up. They, they still they sure look good. Did. Yeah, they still fact, we, look good. We're gonna do some pictures right after the show here. Um, <laughs> so, no, seriously. More what, what do women call? Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. You're a woman. What do Last women, time I checked. What do women call breasts? Do they call them boobs? You, I boobs, think knockers. No. Titties. Uh, uh, someone the rack. Might. Yeah, rack. I've, I've said that. Look at that girl's rack. Yeah. How about golden <laughs> bozos? No. no, that's just me then. That's you. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Fun bags. They ever call them that? Uh, that's more of a guy thing. <laughs> yeah. I just I want to check because I want to be in the right place when I say that. To like some... it depends. Like if you see a girl with giant boobs and you know they're not real, I've called them bolt on bagel tits before. Because <laughs> you can just tell that they're not real. Yeah, and which I don't really care for personally. But I think just boobs. I think I think is just a good word. Okay. 
Yeah. And it's one of your favorite things. Boobies, boo, boop, boop, boop. No, it's I'd be happy all day if I could just say and see boobs all day. <laughs> but isn't that one of your favorite things, the words that spelled the same frontwards and backwards? Yeah, boob is a, is a palindrome. That's right. Yes, you love it those. Is. And so is tuna nut. Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so is taco cat. I'm so sorry I started us yeah. down this path. I know. I I'm glad you're here. First the puns, now the palindrome. Okay, yep. so <laughs> now back to Mike's shoes. Uh-oh. His calf muscle. <laughs> His ca- no, uh, I think we've done that already because I want to just list some people who worked at W, the legendary WAF. Yeah. And you could just throw me a few words on what you think of each of them either sure. then or now, if you know them or if you didn't or anything weird. Uh, Liz, speaking of boobs, yeah. Liz Wild. She called us on the last day. Did she? Yeah. I was an intern. She looks different now. I haven't, I haven't seen her in a long time, but when, when I was an intern, she was... Or was I? No, I was on the street team, and she was like the queen of the afternoons. Yep. I mean, so she was an inspiration. Yeah, she well, she had she had a huge rack. She did. She did. <laughs> she was so sweet when she called too. She was talking she was to Mike Shue and I. Yeah, I mean, she was a huge part of the of, early days. Of yeah, I mean, you know, the '90s when AAF really started. Yeah. Making an impact in Boston. In Westboro. They were out there in the studio in Westboro. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Opie and Anthony? Opie and Anthony, I have my job and my career because of those guys and their advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. And I know they've gone through, you know, their drama together and separately and whatever, but I just look back at those guys as just being groundbreaking trailblazers. They didn't give a fuck. But but plug. But for <laughs> but for <laughs> me. They were just always so encouraging and yeah. so respectful. And Anthony called us on the last day. And to hear somebody that was instrumental in the start of my on-air career tell me that he was proud of me, it meant the world. So yeah. I love those guys. That's nice. Uh, Ozone? Ozone called us too. Yeah. I, worked with, I worked with him in Hartford. <laughs> Ozone is a breed unto himself. Yes, He several. is an original. And I, <laughs> I love him. I do too. Uh, he's, he loves hockey too. The Hartford Wave. Out of his mind. Yeah. I spent a lot of time hanging out at Ozone's house, trying to see the TV through a cloud of pot smoke. <laughs> yeah, really. Kind of a lot like here. So I'm getting a very Ozone vibe in who's, this place. Who's saying that? I can't you, see. We'll get you your own monitor. We'll move it over closer. <laughs> you can see it better. Uh, how about uh, how's LB? LB is is LB. He called us on the last day, and yeah. and you know everybody had kind of wondered, you know, because he quit live on the air, right, right. was kind of wondering how he was doing, and I think he's been pretty vocal about what his struggles have been, and you know what his hard times are are caused by, and I'm not going to speak for him, but I can speak for his legend, yeah. and the impact that he had on the station, and he is. The one and only. The mold has been broken. There will He's never a leap be. Year, baby. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I wished him a happy birthday. Just a couple of days ago. The other day, yeah. He, uh, he is LB. Not yeah. for not for nothing. I got to tell you this LB <laughs> quick LB story. He and I and a couple other guys were. We had a limo and we were over at uh, Daisy Buchanan's and we were. This was late, two quarter two in the morning, drunk. We were all shit faced, <laughs> and I bumped into a guy accidentally. Some guy I didn't know. Knocked a drink out of his hand, and the guy wanted to fight me. He was in my face, you know, like right there in my face. Like, I said, dude, I'll buy you another drink. It was an accident. He's, and he's putting his hands up. He's going to fight. All of a sudden, he gets a tap on his left shoulder. Right behind his left shoulder is LB, who's really shit-faced, too. And he says, uh, not for nothing, pal, but if you don't walk away right now, I'm going to have to kick your ass in front of all your friends. <laughs> That's such an LB thing yeah. to say. And, and he was very nice about oh, it. Oh, yeah, and he was serious, And too. the guy, the guy, oh, jeez, okay. And all of a sudden, I got 
brass coconuts. And I said, yeah, you stupid asshole. Because, <laughs> you know, because LB was there. He showed up at Laconia one time. We were all going up there for bike week, and I was broadcasting up there. And LB was like, hey, kid, I'll meet you up at the Broken Spoke. And so I was on the air, and everybody was coming over. Where's LB? Where's LB? And then he rolls in late. And he had this giant gash on his head. <laughs> and it was stapled closed. Oh. He crashed his bike, no helmet, hit his head, went to the hospital, got his head stapled, got back on the bike, and <laughs> met me at the broken spoke. And I was like, dude, why don't you just go home and go to bed? It's like, come on, kid, I'm not going to miss bike week. <laughs> yeah, with those Saskatchewan guys, you got to almost kill them to get them to not show Seriously. up. Seriously. Uh, how about uh, Rocco and Birdsey? Rocco and Birdsey were... Just, I mean, I, I knew Rocco first because he was the night jock at AAF, and then when Opie and Anthony got laid off, he became the afternoon guy, and then I worked with him as a DJ because I took over at night. Um, my favorite Rocco story is early on, we went to a Godsmack show together up in Amesbury, and then Rocco was like, everybody back to my house, and he was like living in Auburn or Worcester or something, and so I was like, oh, the band, everybody's going back to Rocco's house. By the time we got to Rocco's place, only like six people showed up at the party, and I was so green. I didn't have any idea what was going on. And then one by one, the people at the party started leaving. And then Rocco gets up. It's just he and I in the apartment. He goes, I'm going to bed. You coming? <laughs> no. And I was like, oh, my God. What am I doing? And yeah. I was like, no, I'll see you at work tomorrow. And I left. And it nice was a try, very, though. It was yeah. a very big life lesson for me that I was like, okay. <laughs> but those guys, those guys together, there was literally no limit. Right. To, to I mean, if there was a limit to push, they pushed it, put it in a closet, kept going. Like, I remember coming into the studio sometimes and complaining about the smells of what they were doing in there. <laughs> right. And I would go into my boss and be like, can we put another window or yeah. ventilation or something? Because it smells like squash in there. And like, like baby powder and cheese. It was Cheez-Its. just so brutal. But those guys, those guys in their moment yeah. were untouchable yeah. and fearless. So you know who's fearless? Me. I, I bet online uh, on betonline.ag. How'd you do? It's one of our sp- fine sponsors. Yeah. I've done actually very well lately. Yeah. I'm doing very very well. Can't you tell by my wardrobe? You know, I was just going to march. <laughs> march has arrived. We're only weeks away from the big tournament, yeah. which is in some people's lingo, Arch May Adnis May. Yeah. <laughs> Such which is Igpay Attenlay for something else, which we can't say for some fucked up reason. <laughs> but anyway, big tournament, and I love this time of year. Yeah. It's great to watch those college kids go nuts out there and, and think about finishing that one year of college and going on and making millions for doing shit. But it's fun to bet on these games because there's so many of them. <laughs> it's like 64. Whoa. And then after a week, there's still 32. Uh, Math. I said, there's a $100,000 Bracket Madness contest, uh, and it's that's huge, March 15th. And you don't need to be hardcore to get in on the action with the multiple entries available. It's the season's best chance to cash in. Wow. That's what it says. And remember, the NBA and the, N- and the XFL are still going very strong. Well, the NBA is going strong. So whatever your passion is, Ben Online is the place to be for all your betting needs. And for your sexual needs, call 900. Who put this in here? <laughs> oh, sorry. That was Ben. Mine. Yeah, Ben did that. you got to get the show sponsored our... by the pickle. <laughs> it already is. But... No, betonline.ag is where we're sending people to go because it's a very, very reputable website for people who like to place the sports wager here and there. Yeah, no special yeah. codes. This, this, carried... 
Uh, oh, no, yeah, the code is, what is it called, Ben? CLNS50. You're welcome, bonus. Wait, you're going to let me forget that? You get 50% whatever you invest <laughs> right from the beginning. CLNS50, there's a reason why I don't read the spots. You guys are a mess. Can I just say that <laughs> that's for everybody that's listening? Yeah. Oh, my that's God, it is a mess in here. I know. But we, we should probably smoke less meth before we start. We only we start. have an hour to do this. Yeah. Um, all right, so do now we? I have now Mistress <laughs> Carrie, who I love dearly, and she knows it, and I respect all women because I'm not one. Yeah. And if I was one, I would you respect myself. You would be an myself. ugly one. We are <laughs> very grateful so? for that. Oh, oh, yes. Look at that so? face. You think I'd be an ugly woman? No, a little makeup, I think you'd, you'd be pretty attractive. <sighs> well, I could shave. Look like Meryl Streep. Here's some sexist <laughs> jokes. I want you guys to rate the sexist jokes, okay? Uh, uh, hey, but don't take them personally because, uh. you know, this is why we're here. We're here to have fun. You ready? I'm ready. Because <coughs> you don't really, you're not a big fan of sexism. No. I know. That's why I put these jokes together for you so you can get awesome. really pissed. I can't wait. <laughs> An airplane is about to crash. A female passenger jumps up frantically and announces, if I'm going to die, I want to die feeling like a woman. She removes all of her clothing and asks, is there someone on this plane who can, is man enough to make me feel like a woman? A man stands up, removes his shirt, and says, here, iron this. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you should see the look on her face. If she... From the joke book from 1957, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. If the folks at home could yeah, see Henny the... Henny Youngman gave me that personally, that one. Take my wife, please. All right, a man asks, God, why did you make women so beautiful? God responded, so you would love her. The man asks, but God, why did you make her so dumb? God replied, so she would love you. Oh, oh. that's a good one. Hey, huh? <laughs> All right. So any of those get a nine or a ten? Nothing, huh? Nothing from you people? Carrie's the judge. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> this, you're going to like this one. Oh, I can't wait. A man is being arrested by a female police officer who informs him, anything you can uh, you say can, can and will be held against you. The man replies, boops. <laughs> <laughs> See? I told you, you love the word boops. <laughs> I do. Uh, there's a new drug for lesbians on the market to cure depression. It's called Trichoxigan. <laughs> oh, man. Now you're insulting All women right, I'm sorry. and lesbians. I love them both. Oh, How are women and tornadoes alike? They both moan like hell when they come and take the whole house when they leave. Oh. Oh. All right, here's the final one. You'll be happy to know. Ouch. See, this is not. I'll never be a stand-up comedian. Nope. Nope. <laughs> you no, know you won't. Were these but, the jokes you told on the radio no, today? Oh, uh, no. That's, what are you kidding me? Just wondering. I need this job. <laughs> what? Scientists have discovered a food that diminishes a woman's sex drive by ninety percent. Wow. Wedding cake. Ah. <laughs> hey. Yeah, you're right. These are Henny Youngman-esque. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry about that. Uh, so, Mistress Carrie, tell me something. What are you going to yeah. do? Or what? What? Are you, what is your? Because I, I had this idea for this uh, ongoing reality series. It would involve. We have to have at least one woman on this bus. Is this the idea that you told me about putting a webcam in my bathroom? <laughs> I don't want to do that. You didn't see the webcam, <laughs> Mike. It's told, up in the corner. I told her about that. Jesus. Yeah. So. No, it's called 420, and Route 20 is the longest road in America. It starts at Fenway and ends in Oregon. Hmm. It's 3,000-something miles, and it's the longest road in the United States. So my idea is make a reality series, get a huge Winnebago, or in my case, a Lose-a-Bago. (laughs) (laughs) Not after CLNS 50. You take it across the the country, and you stop at every little shithole place, every place, on Route 20. Now, Route 20 is not a highway, so it's not like you're going by, you know, Burger Kings and Dunkins. Yeah. No, you're going by, you know, bowling alleys and strip joints, you know, all kinds of places. Yeah. And you stop, and it goes through Yellowstone Park. It goes by Chicago. It goes by the Baseball Hall of Fame. It goes by, you know, uh, uh, a lot of places. And 
you have all kinds of interesting characters on this. One of them would be a purple-haired rock and roll woman uh-huh. who's, who's got a beautiful rack. <laughs> I, I would think about going based on whether or not I had a say in who else got to go. Like Mike Shue and I went on a road trip like that back yeah. in 2000. Uh-huh. Well, you can pick one. And then and it, it was awesome. We'll have four. I think four, four characters is enough for a reality Are you show. going? Of course, I'm oh driving. Oh, God, I don't know. You're, the, I'm driving. you're the star of the show. Carrie would you, kill everyone by the time she got to the halfway cafe. <laughs> We'd get to the mass New York border, and I'd be like, everyone out. Oh, yeah, right. Well, you have one comedian, a, a former athlete, you know, uh, a, a pot-smoking freak. Yep. I don't know any, but I could find one. And, and a beautiful, wise-ass, doesn't-take-any-shit lady. See, yeah. I'm always the token chick. I'm always the one that can handle the rest of the shit well, the, the pot, guys are dishing The pot-smoking guy would be the token guy. Get it? Uh, no, but the, the idea is you, well, you have a mix of people. Hold on, hold on, on. They're all interesting. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God. They're all interesting on their own, but together they're wild men. And you don't, you wouldn't be afraid to go to a strip bar. No. I, I, I worked in them for like nine years hosting amateur nights. <laughs> oh, the one in in um in Bill Bill Ricca. Ricca. Yeah, Max too. Max. I used to host amateur nights on Tuesdays. My wife and I stopped in and saw you there. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. That was awesome. I saw some <laughs> things at amateur nights. I don't I, even know if you could talk about them in a podcast. I love that stuff. Let's yeah. try. <laughs> you know, want to hear the ultimate sexist joke though? Oh, God. Uh, back to this. No, this. no, this is just I'm getting it all off my chest. Okay. God, God God's in heaven and he finishes creating the universe. Yeah. And uh, one of the angels, uh, he says to him, you're not done. He says, what do you mean I'm not done? He says, you, you messed up back down there in the Garden of Eden. Look, what do you mean? You gave them both the same genitals. And God looks down and he goes, oh, God, you're right. They give the dumb one a vagina. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yeah, but see, you can turn that around and you can say, "Give the dumb one a penis." Yeah, see, so, there you go. All right. it's, it's just a joke. Down. It's a form oh, joke. Jesus, you know? Isn't that like the Betty White quote? That's my favorite. She says something like, um, "Why do people say when you got to be tough, you got to have balls? You, they, they should have a vagina because that's tough. It takes a pounding or something like yeah, that." Yeah, it was like, <laughs> "Why? Why Betty would White. someone's being like a wimp or something? Do you call him a pussy?" Oh, yeah, because that thing takes a pound yes, or something exactly. like that. Fucking yeah. Betty White. I love her. Oh, she's, she's my like, spirit animal. Is she like 97 or something? Yeah. yeah. You know who she's really good friends no, with? I think she's Slash. 99. I think That's so weird. Slash and, and Betty White are friends. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life, that they're they, friends. They're partners on the L.A. Zoo because they're both animal activists. Yeah. And so they did a bunch of commercials together to support the zoo and... I talked to Slash about her, and he couldn't stop raving about how awesome Betty yeah, White she's is. She's a big time animal activist. She's yeah. A real nice I can't person. believe you said Slash. Let's have, let's. Have, I'm going to ask you about Betty White. Yeah. <laughs> why wouldn't you? Because I, I, I didn't know there was any such connection. Yeah. Now oh, here here's the actual quote. Why do people say grow some balls? Balls are weak and sensitive. If you really want to get tough, grow a vagina. How do you Those grow things a take a pounding? <laughs> That's a great fucking. That's line. A great, and only Betty White could say that. Yeah. yeah. And that's get away such with a Betty White thing. That's oh, that's so um, awesome. I just like to know where she read that there's a possibility you could grow a vagina, <laughs> oh, a vagina farm or something. What do you do? Plant a seed? I grew one. Well, yeah, but you, <laughs> you had some help from who? What? what? Did, who? Who helped? Oh, we, oh uh, please explain. Buddha. I don't know. <laughs> who was your creator? Oh. I don't know. Um, so. What about the state of radio in general? That's for this is a question I'll throw out to an entire panel of experts out here because we've all worked at the business. Um, radio <laughs> sucks right now. I mean, I'm really happy. I'm at the Pike, mm. you know, doing afternoons, and and, and I like this, the music they play, and I, I love Chuck Perks. It's a great great situation. Yeah. But generally speaking, radio is a it's a 
God, it's so unstable and weird. And and I find that very unfortunate. I, I just came from a rock radio convention in Vegas last week, and we were talking about that. And no disrespect to your podcast, but when's the last time you heard someone say, I'll never forget where I was when I listened to that podcast? Mm. Because it's... Today. It's pre- <laughs> because it's pre-recorded and on demand, so it's at the convenience of the listener. Right, mm-hmm. that's right. But when you've worked in radio for a really long time, Unfortunately, a lot of the memories that that I have that are examples of what I'm talking about are events, are, are events and tragic events. Yep. But when you talk about something like 9/11 or the marathon bombing mm-hmm. or the Worcester Cold Storage fire, you know, I mean, you talk about like say the space shuttle, space like shuttle. these things are happened, and you remember where you were. And we had so many people the last two days when we were on the air talking about. I remember when that happened because I was listening to you. To you. Yeah. Yep. And when we were getting ready to go off the air, we knew that all of us were going through that very same thing at the very same time. It's like church. It's a shared experience. It's a shared experience. And so I feel like there is more of a need as we're more and more disconnected, even though we're all connected on smartphones and social media and all Mm. of that stuff. I feel like radio as an idea is more needed now than ever. Absolutely. Because it connects people. I just feel like... That's what ownership and management... But it's more gone now than ever. That's the problem. Yeah, and I think it's because there are... Like, I'll use WAF as an example because that's the only reference point that I have because I spent 29 years there. Radio, you just like television, just like anything, you live and die by the ratings. Hmm. I don't believe WAF as a station has ever been accurately represented in the ratings compared to the passion of the audience that we know and could feel was there. Loyalty. It's it's It was always kind of a thing where it was like, look, AF's ratings because the signal didn't come in in downtown Boston. And it was like, don't measure AF based on the ratings. Like, say, if you were talking to an advertiser. Mm-hmm. The pitch was always, look, try it. And when it works, watch what happens. Yeah, You'll watch see what happens. You'll the loyalty of the You'll audience. See the, so when we told someone to buy a car at a place, we told some, you know, somebody to check out a band. When whatever it was, the audience went, mm-hmm. and it was because we had a relationship with the audience, and they trusted sure. what we told them. Mm-hmm. They did. They believed you. They believed in you, and they were yeah. they were loyal to you. There's no there's no question about that. And that's something that you know you. Your radio, your radio station feels like part of you when you're the listener too. You know that's right. And now the people get if you had come from uh, uh, Des Moines, Iowa, is that, is that a place? Yeah. And come yeah. to come to Worcester, and, and you know when AAF was beginning, and you you wouldn't have had the same thing as you grew up. Here. No, I all of my music memories have WAF woven through the fiber of them somehow. And all of those events. And all of the events, and all of the, the just everything in. The, everything that shaped me as a passionate music lover, mm-hmm. that seed was planted by WAF. And like, you know, for anybody that's listening to this podcast that doesn't work in radio or never did, you don't really understand, well, how do they get the ratings? And how do they know what I'm <laughs> listening to and whatever? It used to be where they would ask, they would pay you to write down in a book mm-hmm. what you listen to. Yep. And then they kind of digitized it. And so you wear like a little thing. It looks like a pager, like a beeper or What's whatever. What's that called again? A people meter. People meter. PPM. PMS. Yeah. And so... You know, it basically picks up that you're listening to a radio station. By the signal. By the signal. Yeah, and I'm not making sure. excuses, but I know our audience. And I know that if you're an active duty cop 
or a corrections officer that works in a prison, or maybe you're a firefighter on duty, or maybe you're wearing an OSHA harness and you're climbing a cell phone tower, or you're an iron worker. You're not wearing a people meter. That's right. But those are all WAF's guys. That's right. And so there were all of these amazing guys that was the target audience, and women too, because Mm -hmm. we were probably about a third women, and the women that listen to AAF are badasses. They are. And... There are a lot of people that are on construction sites and just couldn't wear that thing. Right. So you got shut out of all that potential. And I'm not trying to make excuses because I know radio people are going to listen to this and be like, your station didn't get shit for ratings and the salespeople couldn't sell anything. And that's why you went off the air, you stupid bitch. But what I'm saying is that. (laughs) But she carries it right to the end. Right to the end. But it's but it's hard to when you're trying to it's like a jury it's supposed to be an equal cross section of the community that you're representing right. and there's just giant swaths of the audience that have jobs yeah. that just don't allow them to like active duty military you think you go on a military complex think if you're working at natick labs you can wear a people meter through security. Sure. You can't even bring a cell phone. And those in people there. would show up at your events, but they would not show up on the meters. The people. That's meters right, and they, they would buy from one. our advertisers, but right. not necessarily be represented in the ratings. So, we can feel it from the audience and and the outpouring of love and support, and the sadness that we're hearing that we're just not there to keep them company anymore. So I know that AAF was bigger and more powerful than was ever represented in the ratings. I just, I know it in my soul. That's what I tell people about my my package. Right. Same thing. A hey, grower, not a shower, baby. <laughs> Mr. Scary, who is my friend, and I'm proud to call him my friend, you probably have a, a million wonderful memories and at least two wonderful memories and things that, you know, are just <laughs> oh, always going to be unforgotten oh, by, by all of us, yeah. in, including me. But right now, we have to... Obviously, we're getting coming to the close of this because I, I got. You guys uh, are done already. Well, you, you, I got. You, well, know. you have to go shopping, or yeah, doing, well, I got more. I, I got, thought the whole point of a mountain. podcast is that you could just do whatever the fuck you wanted. We like, can, but we then can. Mikey's like, oh, I got to go to the grocery no, store. I got to go, gotta buy, go buy another pickle. She <laughs> <laughs> read my mind. She read my mind. Are we doing Mount Rushmore? And I'm not gurking you around. Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, ah. Jesus. Okay, yeah, real quick, let's do Mount Rushmore. Okay, the Mount Rushmore of rock and roll. Who's on it? Four people. You're gonna rush through. I need some. Specifics. No, Rush won't be Are we building a four-member band? Yeah, pick one drummer. Yes. <sighs> See, that's the exercise. That's how you do it. You shut up, Ben. No. I mean... <laughs> well, not. It's a four-member band. Shut you the fuck up, You have a drummer, up, you have a bassist, you have a guitarist, you have a lead Smitty, singer. tell him to shut the fuck up. I mean, you could go oh, John Bonham for Iconic Sound. That's you. You could go Neil Peart from Rush because he was also the lyricist. Ooh. Dead, though. And technical. They're both dead. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, my God. One of them's deader than the other. You go Keith Moon. Oh, he's dead. He's yeah. dead. Yeah. yeah. Who else is oh, dead? Man. There are a lot of dead people. Is Buddy Rich dead? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Ginger who's, Baker? who's your drummer? Ginger Baker? I would he's go. Dead. I, I would go with Bonham. Uh, my drummer that I would Yes. Oh, Jesus. I don't know. Right. There's so many good drummers. Let me think. Just two seconds. Uh, yeah. I got one. Steve Gadd. Just because when the levee breaks. I'm going to come out of nowhere with this one. The drummer for the Young Rascals, Dino Danelli. Dino Danelli. Wow. Okay. Mm. I just he was that. good. I liked his hair. Okay, bass player. I think for maybe not overall bass playing talent, but just raw musical talent, I mean, you got to go McCartney, yeah. right? Yeah, because he, he made sub- Sub uh, themes, melodies, yes, in yes. each one. He was amazing. He was, and he was very innovative. And he played it while he sang and wrote the song too. Bass player, you got to go with McCartney because just in case your drummer craps out, he can go there. I want to thank you, you, you for going Paul McCartney. Guitar, yeah. he can go there. You need someone to write a song, he can go there. You need someone to lead, he can go there. He, he can, can do, do everything. Even though there are a lot of drummers that may have been 
you know, I mean, Phil Collins at, is, is, a, is a guy who's very or Steve versatile. Harris from Iron Maiden. Yeah. If you watch yeah. that guy, I mean, there's some He's guys great. that are yeah. just amazing. Yeah. You got a bass player? Uh, John Entwistle. I saw that guy in person and blew me away. Yeah, I couldn't believe good. it. I never saw him do anything like that when he was playing with him. And he just stand lead. there and not move for yeah, three hours. So, hey. What about with his Stu Ham? Oh, right. another good one. There's yes. some good ones out yeah. there. John yeah. Entwistle had a solo album came out, and I didn't know it. I was the, program, the music director, program director at Rock 102 in Springfield. And I got this in the mail. I got this little package, little tiny package, and it had a whistle in it. You have a little package? Yeah. And it had a whistle in it. And I said, what the fuck is this whistle doing coming to my... And I looked at it, and after about five minutes of looking at it, I noticed a little tiny etched into the side that said Ent on the side of this whistle. And an I, it whistle. didn't, there was no press release stuff, just the Ent, just the Ent whistle itself came a week or so before his solo album. His solo album sucked. Yeah. But yes. he was a great bass I mean, look at, look at some of the, the people that are, you know, on a list that's like, you know, if you're going to go metal, you could go Geezer Butler or Cliff uh, Burton. Just rock and roll, big broad. Lemmy. I mean, <laughs> Lemmy. That uh, yeah, I just right. saw that that uh, documentary not long Lead ago. Lead guitarist. Oh man. Oh Christ. I saw the one I'm going to pick. Jimi Hendrix. I can't believe you saw Hendrix. I know. I was only 14. I was I was drinking Roman Lark. It's, it's hard to argue against Hendrix. Yeah, he'd be pretty good in any band, I think, don't you? I mean, if you're talking about you, all rock and roll. I mean, you could make the argument for Tony Iommi. You could make it for Jimmy Page. You could make it for Chuck Berry, yeah. who kind mm-hmm. of invented rock and roll guitar playing. Eric, Eric Clapton. Yeah. I'll give you one that I just love the sound he can make. And Stevie that's Ray Vaughan? David Gilmore. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I that's, love Gilmore and how he plays. I was just going to say David Gilmore. That's I love yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan, too. Okay, vocalist. Vocalist. <laughs> Let's do the vocalist Freddie now. Mercury. Yep. Really? He can do everything. He can do everything. Yeah. Yeah. Front man, amazing vocals. Front man, back man, whatever you needed. Oh, come on now. Chow, 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 chow. Oh, Jesus. All right, so oh, there's other vocalists. Come on. I mean, Robert Plant, Plant as yep. far as stage presence and sex appeal. and. Yep. <sighs> I'm going to go with David Gates from the group Bread. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were serious. So did I for a second. A thousand words. Uh-huh. Uh, so okay, so this Mount Rushmore thing well, is a continuing, ongoing saga. Okay, I need that. I mean, you website. could go John Lennon too, I guess, if you're going to put him in. If you're making a Rushmore of rock, I mean, how can you well, not just build it out of all four Beatles? Well, we, our premise yeah. here, though, is to have one of yeah, one of each instrument. Or Elvis, I guess, if you were looking. Uh, I saw him live too. Shut up! You really saw Elvis? Seventy six in Hartford, Connecticut. Wow, you he died him, a year later. I did meet Elvis. He was fat, and you, you met, met him. Elvis. Yeah. I met Elvis Presley when I was uh, in the Navy. It was nineteen sixty seven. And my job was to be the coxswain on a boat sure that took was. people from Pearl Harbor. <laughs> he loves out, saying that. out to Fort Island by the the uh, Arizona Memorial, <laughs> and you'd stand there all day. And some t- some days no one would come, but this one day it was a kind of a busy day. I made two or three trips, and then I'm standing there waiting for about an hour. And a black limousine pulled up. A couple of uh, Navy guys got out in the full uniform, and out steps. Elvis Presley and Priscilla. Holy shit! And they were escorted down into the boat. And when you're the coxswain, you say nothing. You just stand there at parade rest or at attention. And they tell you where to go, when to start, you know, ship out, all that sort of shit. Whether or not your cock's in or out. And uh, Yeah, and you don't talk to anybody. But I'm standing there, and I can smell. He's wearing some kind of cologne. It smells awesome. They <laughs> smell and, like peanut butter and bananas. Yeah, and I'm thinking, and, but I'm thinking, this is... I think I just fought it in that limousine. It's Elvis Thank Presley. you very much. So... We go out to the island. I stand there, parade rest again, waiting for them to come back. They went, did their tour and got the thing. Then they get back in. We come all the way back to the dock. And uh, he got out of the boat. And what did he say? 
Thank you very much. He did. That's what he Shut said. Shut up. He really he did? Said, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And he was very nice about it. Didn't shake hands, but that was it. Wow. I got the nod. And there I looked at all this. He was big. He was a huge, tall guy. He was giant. He was, yeah. you know. Well, he wasn't. At least he appeared six, to seven be. or anything. Oh, here I was, five, whatever. He was like yeah. five, but three, Bill. But he was, he was like. Did he say, are you going to leave with constipation? But you know what it was? He was immaculate. The hair was jet oh, yeah. black. That's just, called rich. Yeah, it was something about him. And uh, Priscilla, jet black hair and lots of eye makeup. Wow. Just like a scene in the I like, I prefer purple hair myself. Oh, That's just the way I am. Mikey. All right, now, Mistress Carrie, <laughs> see this website up here? Yeah. This is the mygrandma.com website where we go to get our final parting gift for each of our lovely guests. That's more from the top shelf. Now, these right are there. gift wow. cakes. Yeah. When you leave here, I'm gonna. When you, before we stop the podcast, you're gonna tell me which flavor you want. I may, I'm looking at banana walnut. That looks pretty oh, good. That pineapple coconut looks kind of good. Oh my god, good. that's yeah. awesome! That's an awesome, awesome cake. Or the Ted Williams chocolate. I think you should go with blueberry. Do you like blueberry? Yeah, or I like. I like all of them. Pineapple. So you pick one and pick a flavor right now on the air, and then when you when the and we end the podcast, I'll get your home address, and I will not peeping tom you. By the way, what's the difference between a peeping tom and a pickpocket? Oh God, a pickle. A pickpocket snatches watches. Oh God! <laughs> I'm sorry. What uh, flavor you want, sweetheart? She's, I, I no, think she's uh, she's used to me. I, I think I might go pineapple coconut just because I'm intrigued. Oh. She picked the pineapple coconut, uh. my favorite flavor. We are destined to be together for eternity. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. You know I love you. I love you. Can, do you have a job for me? Can anybody listening? Can like I need a job. <laughs> I'm gonna take you on F420 across America. You're gonna be the biggest star in reality TV <laughs> with your purple hair. Hit me up on Twitter at Mistress Carrie. Somebody hire me, please. <laughs> Mistress Carrie. Good night, everybody. Mike Shu, we miss you. Yeah, thanks, Mike. <laughs>